The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, on September 4, 2011, based on Matthew 14, 22-33. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God... For our meditation here today is the gospel for the day, Matthew chapter 14. Please listen again to a portion of that reading as Jesus' voice calls to us by grace. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Where is Jesus when we need him? They had been struggling all night long. Rather than sleep, they were fighting for their lives. Darkness did not bring a quiet, soft bed for them, but work, hard, hard work, sweat streaming down their faces. It shouldn't have been this hard. They had been across this lake many times. They had experienced fishermen with them who knew these waters well. But the wind was against them. The waves battered the boat. Where was Jesus when they needed him? When have you struggled with that question? In the darkness of the night? When the criticism of others blows hard against you? When the troubles of this life batter us? When friends fail you? When have you struggled with that question? Where's Jesus? In the text for today, in this word of God before us from the Holy Spirit, Jesus answers that question for you and me just as he answered it For his disciples that night. Take courage. I'm here, he says. I'm with you. Take courage. Hold on to those words, dear friends. Hold on to them in faith. For you see, faith clings to Jesus' words. Take courage. I'm here, he says to you. Hold him to his promise. Take him at his word. For as faith clings to Jesus' words, faith draws courage. And faith's courage then overcomes our fears. And secondly, faith's courage dares whatever our Lord commands. For you see, faith clings to his promise. Take courage. I'm here. Now, as we look at Matthew chapter 14 here, we see it's already been a a very long day for Jesus and his disciples. He had taken them to a remote place, but, but the crowds had followed them. And you heard about this in the gospel last week. When Jesus saw those crowds, rather than resting, he spent the day teaching and healing the sick. And as evening came, the disciples wanted to send the people away. But they were in a remote place. Would the people be able to make it to the towns that were around there before they uh, succumbed to hunger? Would even the towns have enough to feed these many people? And so Jesus tells the disciples, you feed them. 
And they say, well, we only have five loaves and two fish. And you know how Jesus showed that no matter how great the need, he can satisfy it. Even if it's feeding 5,000 men plus women and children with only five loaves and two fish. Now, after the meal, Jesus sends the disciples away in the boat. He dismisses the crowds and then goes up, as you heard, to the mountains and prays. And think about that. The almighty Son of God, who can feed 5,000 people with such small amount of food. The almighty Son of God, yet also prays. He goes to his heavenly Father in prayer. For you see, he is also the Son of Man, who humbled himself to our low condition. Although without sin, he shared in our struggles and our temptations. Yes, he is our brother who surely sympathizes with us in our weakness. He knows, yes, dear friends, he knows our needs from his own experience. And from his own experience, he knows what it means to bring those needs to the Heavenly Father in prayer. And if you think about it, how often aren't our fears interlocked with our needs? We fear that our needs won't be met whether that's the need for food or for rescue or for security, whether that's the need to belong or to be loved, whether that's our greatest need to be forgiven and reconciled to God or whatever other need. So often our fears center around that fear of our needs not being met. Look at Jesus here. Look at how he meets the need, no matter how great it is. Yes, dear friends, he knows your need. He knows how great it is. And yet he says to you, take courage, I'm here. No matter how great the need, it's not too great for Jesus. No matter how many your needs are, they are not too many for him. For even though he knows just how great and how many they are, he yet still says to you, Take courage. I'm here. Take him at his word, dear friends. For as faith clings to Jesus' words, it has the courage that overcomes our fears, no matter what those fears are. We see him doing that for the disciples, don't we? As the night grows long into the fourth watch, that's between three and six in the morning, Jesus knows that the disciples are struggling out there against the wind and the waves. And now the time is right for him to act. Now they are ready for his help. And maybe that gives us a little pause to think here too, doesn't it? Notice how this is late at night, early in the morning, you might almost say. He has let them struggle all night long. For you see, Jesus' timing doesn't always fit our schedule. I would guess the disciples would have rather have Jesus come and help them eight hours earlier, let's say. But Jesus knows what's best, doesn't he? And if his help seems long in coming, it's not because he's not here. It's not because he's forgotten or is busy elsewhere or isn't able to help or doesn't want to help. No. No, dear friends, he knows. And he acts when the time is right. For he knows how slow we are to learn. 
when the time is right, he will act. Just see how he took action there with his disciples. He walks out onto the stormy sea towards their boat. And when they at first mistake him for a ghost, he at once calls out to comfort them. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid, he says to them. And in the same way, he calls out to you and to me. No matter what storms of life are battering against you, listen as Jesus calls out through his word and sacraments to you. As he calls out and says, take courage, I'm here. I'm here for you. For there is no trouble, no need that is too great for Jesus. For look, look, he walks on the water. Not even the elementary forces of nature can hinder his help. For he is our God. As the disciples too confess later when they worship him. So take heart, dear friends. Take courage. Your Savior, your God is with you. He can overcome whatever need you may have. He can overcome whatever fear you may face. For he is your God and Savior. Cling to his word in faith. His word of promise that says to you, take courage, I'm here. That's the courage of faith. Faith that overcomes our fears by clinging to Jesus' word. And as you Think about this account too. Notice how those words of Jesus not only gave Peter the courage of faith that overcame his fears, but those words also gave Peter the courage of faith to dare whatever his Lord commanded him. That's the second part we want to think about here this morning. As Jesus comes to his disciples out on that boat there, Peter sees Jesus. And when he recognizes by Jesus' voice, by his words, that it is him, he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Those are words of faith, dear friends, and not doubt. It's it's not as if Peter were saying, Lord, if that's really you, but I I don't know for sure, but it might be you, and just in case it is, could you prove it to me by letting me come out to you? No. That's not what Peter is saying at all, if you look at what his words that are written here say. It's more like when a mother says to her little child, if you love me, give me a hug. She's not questioning or doubting the child's love. Rather, she is giving love an opportunity to demonstrate itself. And in the same way here, Peter is asking, his faith is asking for an opportunity to display itself, to express itself. Lord, if that's you, and I know it is, otherwise I wouldn't be asking, let me come out to you. Yes, faith. Faith looks to Jesus. And notice also how Peter's faith does not act without a word from Jesus. Sometimes people get the wrong idea about faith and and talk about a blind faith. No, faith is not blind. Faith requires a word of promise to hold on to. And in the same way, faith is not a leap into the unknown. For faith does not act. Faith does not jump without a command from our Savior. 
And maybe it might seem unknown to us, but if our Lord has spoken it, then it's certainly not unknown to him. Faith holds on to Jesus' words. So don't be fooled by the so-called faith of of some who may claim to do great things in, in the name of Christ. If what they dare to do is has nothing to do with what Jesus has said, then that's not faith. That's superstition. But when faith does cling to the words of Jesus, look, look at what faith accomplishes. Look at what faith dares to do. For in that word from Jesus, come, is not only the command, but also the promise. The promise to Peter that on this occasion, yes, you can come out to me on the water, walking on it just as I am. Peter's faith steps out of that boat and starts walking toward Jesus. For his faith is clinging to those, that word of Jesus, clinging to that word alone, until, until he sees the wind around him. And then, rather than focusing on Jesus, he begins to doubt. For you see, dear friends, faith keeps its eyes focused on Jesus alone. Faith keeps our ears paying attention to the words of our Lord. As soon as faith takes its eyes off of Jesus, it begins to doubt. It's no longer faith, it's doubt. And we begin to sink just as Peter did. Faith focuses on Jesus. Faith fills our hearts with his word. Faith does not have a double focus. Well, you see, that's the essence of doubt. To waver between two different opinions. Rather, faith confesses, I trust the word of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I will do whatever he commands because his word will not fail me. I focus on Jesus and on his word alone. Faith takes Jesus at his word and dares whatever he commands. But even as I say that, dear friends, now... This afternoon, don't go out to Page Lake and figure you're going to walk on the water. You're going to get wet. Because that word, that command, that promise was only made to Peter and only for this one occasion. It's not a word or a promise God has made to us at this time. And to think that it is, is is not faith, but foolishness. And even worse, to focus on something like that ignores what our Lord has actually commanded us. And what is it? What is it that he has commanded us and promised to give us the strength to do, to dare, to promise to give us that courage to dare it? Well, we are to follow him. We are to be salt and light. Let your light shine so that others may glorify your Father in heaven. And how do we do that? By living Christian lives in love and kindness. Forgiving one another even as in Christ God has forgiven you. By being ready to always give the reason for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And and, and by serving. Serving in whatever roles the Lord has given us. 
Are you a husband? Love your wife, even as Christ loved the church. Even when that means you have to give up some things that are dear to you because that's what's best for your wife and bring up your children in the training and instruction of the Lord. Are you a wife? Submit to your husband as the church submits to Christ, even though your husband at times may not be all that Christ-like. Are you a child? Obey your parents and honor them, even when they at times may seem unfair. Are you a worker, whether that's at home or in the workforce or a student at school? Do your work diligently for the glory of God, whether others are watching you or not. And we could go on here, study the scriptures and the catechism to learn more. But when we look at Matthew chapter 16, two chapters after this, we see one way that Jesus summarizes this all up. He says to you and to me, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Yes, dear friends, that's what faith's courage dares to do as we trust Jesus and his promise. Faith dares to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. For we have Jesus' word of promise. Take courage. I'm with you. I'm here. So that even though we deny ourselves and the world says, what fools we are for not looking out for number one, it doesn't matter. Because Jesus is here. He is with you. And that's where we too can learn from Peter. For often, like Peter, we make a bold start, don't we? He stepped out of that boat onto that water in faith. But how often, like Peter, when we see the troubles of life blowing around us or feel the criticism of others or wonder why we can't have some of those good things that others have and why we have to deny ourselves because we're following Christ, when we begin take our focus off of Jesus, our Christian living starts to sink. For our eyes are no longer focused on Jesus alone. And then faith sinks into doubt and drowns. Before it is too late, Christian friends, before it is too late, call out with Peter, Lord, save me. And just as Jesus reached out and grabbed on to Peter, so also he reaches out and catches you before your faith drowns. And how does he do that? He does it through, his, through the scriptures and the sacraments. You might say that the scriptures and the sacraments are his hands, through which he reaches out to you and to me. For through his word he says, take courage, I'm here. I'm here in the word of the scriptures, the word of God written down for you, so that you believe in me, Jesus Christ, your God and Savior. Take courage, I am here. When you were baptized, I washed away your sins. You were reborn as a child of God, as your brother, I am here. Take courage, I am here in the supper. In fact, I bring you my body and blood and place it in your mouth to eat and to drink. That's how close I am to you. For you are my people. I have redeemed you to be my very own. Take courage. I am here. So 
So where is Jesus when we need him? He is right here in the scriptures and the sacraments as he speaks to us so that our faith holds on to him, boldly daring to do whatever he commands. And so, Christian friends, take Jesus at his word. And as your faith focuses on Jesus alone, then you know that faith's courage overcomes whatever you might fear. For he truly can meet all our needs, no matter how great they are. And so we boldly follow him. Faith's courage dares whatever our Lord commands. For through his word, through the scriptures and the sacraments, he speaks to you and gives your faith that courage that dares much greater than simply walking on water. That courage that dares to deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow him. For he says to you, take courage. I'm here. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.